again, fellow travellers, and welcome to podcast 119 in our series, You Should Have Been There, with me, Mick Webb. And me, Simon Calder. And goodness, uh, I'm at the hottest place in Britain, or at least at the time of recording it is, Cambridge Botanic Garden, or just outside it, actually. It's not open right now. Um, and, of course, uh, standing by for the record that was set on the 25th of July 2019, uh, 38.7 degrees to be smashed this week. Mick, what sort of garden are you in? Uh, well, I'm uh, sorry to say I'm not in a garden, although I was a little bit earlier. My own one, uh, drinking coffee and uh, watching different kinds of bees. There are at least three different varieties visiting large purple hibiscus flowers. And uh, I was thinking, why do we bother to travel? Only <laughs> joking, of course. Well, I, I uh, was travelling when I had an encounter with a bee this week, <laughs> quite dramatic uh, uh, consequences. So I was cycling uh, back from Heathrow. I spent quite a lot of time there, unfortunately. And so did lots and, of other um, people. Uh, power... <laughs> And their baggage, um, um, sometimes even longer. But look, uh, uh, so I was cycling along and suddenly I was aware of an insect striking my lip. Um, and obviously I tried to spit it out. But no, it was a bee. It decided, right, if it was going to um, uh, lose this battle, it was not going to go without a sting. It oh. stung the inside of my bottom lip. <gasps> And by the time I got uh, into central London, I looked like desperate Dan on a bad day. <laughs> so such was the swelling. And it took several hours for it to uh, diminish. But there we are. I survived that encounter probably in slightly better uh, shape than the uh, bee. And we're here now to celebrate um, spending summers in the UK city. And uh, we want partly to celebrate these um, great uh, locations because going abroad is so darn difficult. Now, what we're planning to do is talk about our favourite contenders, the cities that you've recommended, and we're going to whittle it down in the spirit of the time to just two, um, whereupon we'll ask you, the self-selected but excellent electorate, to choose a winner over the coming week. Well, I'm going to support um, your choice only if you give me a good job in your um, next administration. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to be looking at cities from all different points of view, um, not least in this hottest of summers. They're watery assets. Are they on a beach? Does a great river flow through them? What about the culture, the architecture and the ambiance? And uh, thank you for everybody who's got in touch with us already with recommendations. And we'll get on to those in just a moment, though. First, your responses to last week's podcast and from Tim Coxon, a reference to the cacti on the cover picture. Ooh, he says, prickly pears. I remember having them as a child in Malta on holiday there in the late 1970s. It felt so exotic. Well, that um, that picture, uh, Tim, as I'm sure you guessed, was a, a clever metaphorical <laughs> reference to the uh, the thorny difficulties of trying to uh, uh, book a holiday, have a holiday and then get your money back for the holiday that got cancelled <laughs> at the last minute. But um, prickly pears are indeed a fantastic thing. And I was amazed at uh, how widely they seem to spread in uh, Tenerife. They seem to be the thing that when the 
uh, ancient agricultural economy goes to pot and the fields are no longer tended. They are what move in. And um, <laughs> they have very beautiful flowers. Um, and of course, they are absolutely vicious. Because I do remember uh, an unfortunate encounter that a friend of mine called Tony had. And uh, your, your bee uh, uh, exploits of earlier this week uh, reminded me of it. He and I found ourselves in some rural spot quite near Valencia in, in Spain. And uh, we were staying in some kind of uh, farm outbuilding and all around it were prickly pears. And I said, they look vicious. He said, yeah, but the fruit are absolutely lovely. Um, grabbed a few uh, and um, took the skin off with a uh, with a pocket knife, which in those days everybody was able to travel with. And uh, <laughs> and then he started eating the things and he hadn't actually properly got the spines out. So they um, made their way into his lip. And oh. we actually, we had to try and find a, a GP who was on call in the middle of August, which I can tell you is quite something uh, anywhere, let alone in um, in Spain, and then pay huge amounts of money for him to have all the uh, the spines uh, extracted from his lip. So prickly pears, beware. Well, uh, quite. And uh, who would have thought we'd have so many lip injuries just a few uh, minutes into this week's um, uh, podcast? <laughs> Well, I, I'm going to um, change the uh, the site of the injury um, by referring to Andrew H's uh, tweet. Um, this, I'm afraid, Simon, is an, an injury to your self esteem. When Andrew, in a in a in a reference to your prophecies of um, forthcoming summer disruption, writes, "You love stirring the pot, don't you? Go back to being a baggage handler." Ouch. Well, I need to point out that I was never a baggage handler. I was an aircraft cleaner. I also cleaned out the offices of British Airways and I was a security officer at Gatwick Airport. Um, however, I am considering a career in baggage handling given the um, uh, great need for them and presumably the uh, uh, very decent <laughs> wages. Um, of course, you can uh, <laughs> you can respond to us in any way you like by tweeting at you should have BT, or indeed you can leave your own message at anchor.fm forward slash you should have been there. Anyway, plenty of responses on social media to our UK cities call. We asked for your favourites and gave some examples. For instance, Beach City, Aberdeen, Brighton. I think I might add Newcastle to that. Well, we'll get on to that uh, particular beach uh, quandary in a moment. Um, the cathedral city of Ely, Wells, St. David's, many of them, of course, um, not not uh, always um, very vast in terms of population. Yeah, I'll give a shout out to Gloucester there. Uh, what about capital city? Uh, Belfast, v Cardiff, v Edinburgh, v London. And then there's the cultural hub. Is it Bath? Is it York? Is it Glasgow? Or somewhere that beats those contenders hands down? Well, the uh, recommendations are rushing in. George Smith says simply, Edinburgh for all points. Steve Hewitt counters with London, London, London and London. And if you're thinking about that beach city aspect, he does send a picture of the beach on the south bank of the Thames in, to bolster his claim. Golden Green says Beach City, Brighton, Cathedral City, York, Capital City, Edinburgh, Cultural Hub, Liverpool, Favourite City, Glasgow. Well, Peter Hewitt, no relation I imagine to Steve, agrees about Liverpool being the cultural hub, but adds 
Cathedral City, Salisbury, Capital City, Belfast and Beach City, Sunderland. Ah. Well, we'll bring in more of your recommendations during our discussions. But Simon, let's pick four each, one from each of the UK nations. And I suppose I better start by asking you, how does Cambridge rate on your list, seeing as you're there? And uh, it is a favourite of many people. Is it your English favourite? No, it's not quite big enough to have the 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 great weight of of uh, fantastic um, opportunities, whether gastronomic, artistic, architectural, that other cities have. It's a fine place to be and uh, makes a great day out. But my favourite is between Liverpool and Newcastle. And uh, on the subject of Newcastle's beach, by the way, Dr Philip Stone um, also recommends Newcastle. Weetawoo responds by saying, where's their beach then? Well, anybody need only leap onto the Tyne and Weir Metro from Newcastle and head out to Whitley Bay to discover a beautiful North Sea beach complete with a spectacular domed Spanish city. So you get a city on the beach within the city with a beach. And uh, of course, on the uh, subject of of, um, uh, the bee and the injury earlier this week, it's also where Sting comes from. And it's not far from St. Bee's Head. There we are. I'm here all (laughs) well. I think the bee poison might have uh, gone to your head. But um, let me just ask you why you've chosen Liverpool over, uh, let's say, Manchester. Because when I was thinking about this, it is very, very difficult, obviously, trying to uh, decide uh, which city is better than another. I, I tried to put them into um, matched pairs so that you had a kind of knockout system, not unlike uh, Wimbledon, oh, okay. really. And, um, and I matched Liverpool with Manchester. And I'm surprised that you prefer Liverpool to Manchester, quite frankly. Well, let's pick up on that. It has uh, that great quality that only places on the way to nowhere have. Um, But of course, it is also a a huge maritime hub as well. And well, where where do you want to begin? You can go underground from the shopping centre at Liverpool One um, and suddenly discover these these um, 17th century dock workings when they created the very first kind of proper dock uh, that helped to make Liverpool such an important uh, maritime hub. Very you know, For a lot of the time, it was the second city of the um, uh, British Empire after London. Incredible cultural riches, which are Uh, featured in the architecture everywhere. You've got the Three Graces, as they're known, monumental buildings, the Royal Liver, the Cunard Building, Port of Liverpool Building, and you can even disappear underground from there and go on a tour of the Mersey Tunnel. And I think in terms of culture, yes, Liverpool milks the Beatles story for all it is worth. But if you go on the amazing tour of the childhood homes of Paul McCartney and John Lennon. You are transported back to the early 1960s and you understand far more about how these amazing musicians um, came to transform the world. And you can do that, by the way, on a very well-run National Trust 
tour. So from all points of view, um, Liverpool is a very, very strong contender, much more so than Manchester. So give me Manchester's joys. Uh, Well, I'm going to hold my fire on Manchester. Let's see whether um, anybody wants to support Manchester with uh, an an equally vibrant um, music uh, scene to to mine, I would say, uh, and a splendid... um, uh, industrial heritage, wonderful buildings. The only thing I've got against it, actually, is that it's not that easy to walk round. I, I find uh, the squares crisscross by wonderful mm. trams, but at the same time, um, uh, a threat to uh, life and limb, and it means it takes a bit of a while to get anywhere. But let's get on and um, uh, address the other home nations. Well, in Scotland, uh, Edinburgh gets absolutely all the votes, although Aberdeen's superb city beach is also featured. Glasgow has an extraordinary cultural repertoire and the reopening of the Burrell Collection, which is one of these amazing private collections where effectively quite a lot of um, archaeological kleptomania has been going on and brought into this lovely museum, uh, 20th century museum in a superb Parkland setting. So that's pretty strong. But I just think in terms of sheer good looks as well as mighty architecture, great places to eat, and even finally again this summer, a superb uh, festival, Edinburgh has to win it. Um, In Wales, well, you've got Cardiff, you've got Swansea, you've got St David's, but the setting of Swansea, together with its really strong kind of industrial uh, history, plus Dylan Thomas, Um, wins it for me. And while I love Belfast, uh, Derry stroke London Derry, which we have to refer to to avoid offending either community in that fine city, should we call it the city on the foil after this, um, is outstanding. And that um, is backed up by David O'Donnell, by the way, who says that the cultural hub for the whole of the UK has to be Derry. Well, not somewhere I know very well, and I don't, on the whole, um, visit UK cities as a matter of course. But I have actually been thinking about the features that make uh, another city other than um, marvellous London um, of interest to me. And I think the top one is hills, um, which might seem (laughs) rather odd, but uh, I just love a city with hills. Um, I know it's a bit of a pain if you're trying to cycle, but what you get is is constantly changing views. And also because uh, hills also include uh, valleys, even though it's not obvious sometimes in cities, you get very obvious changes of, uh, of, of uh, district. Um, and I suppose an outstanding example of this is Bristol, which is my favourite city um, mm. by quite some way. I don't mm. know Sheffield very well, but I believe that might actually rival it in terms of hills. But um, what I like about Bristol is, well, it's not too huge. It does have an absolutely appalling um, traffic system, but um, uh, you can um, get away from that quite easily. And all of the 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 different districts, the amount of green space where you can actually go and um, relax uh, is absolutely astonishing. Uh, up on Clifton Down, um, then there's the, the river. It has a river running through it and indeed a cut or, or canal uh, system as well. Um, some very 
jolly new developments alongside the quays, restaurants and containers containing bars and, you know, all that kind of stuff, which you expect these days. It's also got areas with uh, narrow lanes. I like a few narrow lanes where you come upon unexpected uh, shops. So, uh, you know, those are the sorts of things that uh, uh, make Bristol so appealing Hmm. to me. Uh, There's a reasonable range of places Uh, uh, to stay, which is important, and you can walk around it quite easily. Also, on a transportational point of view, clearly it is the um, original western terminus for uh, Brunel's Great Western Railway, and his SS Great Britain is also one of the uh, splendid transportational exhibits. I I would question, though, the uh, beach aspect of this. If you are going to get to a beach, then it's almost certainly going to be Western Supermare, which is a fair old distance away if you need to cool down. And sometimes when you get to Western Supermare, if the tide's out, <laughs> the sea's a very long way away too. Well, there is a very nice Lido, but uh, I take your point. Although, let's face it, for approximately um, 11 and a half months of the year, most people don't really go to a city in order to go to the beach. Although I could be wrong. Well, and and Brighton, of course, the great beach city that uh, many people mentioned, including um, uh, Paul Hoptum. The trouble is, uh, and also um, globalshorelines.com, um, uh, where, where where globalshorelines.com actually studied fine fine art. The trouble is the beach is absolutely lousy. Yeah. Um, it, it's stony. It's uh, m- most certainly not a, a favourite, although Brighton as a whole is culturally, I think, very, very exotic in the same way, actually, as Liverpool on the way to nowhere. <laughs> well, while we've been talking, I've been thinking that maybe uh, alongside hills and uh, maybe a decent river, one of the things I find most attractive about cities is um, the unexpected. So um, obviously, if you read TripAdvisor and um, before you go, you probably won't find anything unexpected. But, um, for example, I went by chance, um, it's now a couple of years ago, to Gloucester. And I absolutely loved the fact that it has sort of off the main street a whole sequence of um, mysterious little courtyards where you find all kinds of uh, of unusual, um, interesting, even, dare I say, local shops Um, And I think I would disqualify uh, from the list of favourite cities uh, anywhere where in its main street there is a really um, splendid, let's say for the sake of argument, 19th century building, which boasts at ground level um, a very large Italian chain restaurant. Or... um or a well-known uh, sports retailer, they do, they do seem to um, uh, creep in. But but Mick, you're you're fighting against the inevitability of retail <laughs> progress, and and that's the changing shape of the uh, of the high street. I'm afraid. Uh, I love your idea of of, of um, uh, hills, and I'm just running through my own sort of personal list. So so Belfast has some handsome hills, but they're a bit of a way out. Derry. Goodness, I think wins every time. It's the 
only completely walled city in the UK and those walls clamber up the uh, uh, the, the hillside and there's hills all around. Um, Edinburgh, of course, Arthur's Seat sitting plumb in the middle. Cathedral cities, uh, well, Lincoln is on a hill um, and somebody's really tried to uh, uh, big up Lincolnshire here. Uh, Wayne Hansen says, um, Cathedral, Lincoln, um, hub, cultural hub, Grimsby, and Beach Cleethorpes. Um, and I'm afraid those are all disqualified. Um, but uh, Liverpool is not a hilly place. Newcastle, on the other hand, does have a really uh, strong uh, hillside location over the Tyne, of course, which is almost a kind of gorge at that place at that point. So I, I think they're they're doing very well. Um, many other cities, though, are cities because they haven't got great um, uh, uh, geographical impediments, and um, certainly somewhere like uh, Salisbury. Um, Durham would, would, would qualify for Hills York not really I have to say so uh, and Manchester show uh, you can see the hills all around um, particularly towards the Peak District but no hills there that that I can discover have you um, Scottish cities um, Welsh cities Northern Irish cities any strong thoughts on those Mick well it's it's I suppose hard to beat uh, Edinburgh uh out of the festival season, wonderful as it is, because uh, it's just too crowded, because I don't really like uh, crowded cities. That in itself being a bit of a uh, bit of a impediment to my um, travel to cities. Uh, um, uh, Aberdeen. Yes, uh, uh, Aberdeen um, is has the most spectacular city beach, I think, of anywhere in the UK, it is, you would have spotted quite far north. And so therefore it's, it's not always as, as warm and balmy as the Mediterranean, but a, a spectacular location with um, a wonderful old town. And you love, as you mentioned, in terms of um, Gloucester, these strange sites. Well, Fiddy, spelt foot D, um, at the mouth of the River D is this strange collection of uh, fisher folks cottages and well worth investigating so yes aberdeen uh, certainly there for, for for beaches and for intrigue but i still think edinburgh has it i absolutely agree about the crowds though do not go anywhere near edinburgh in august and i've been urging the scots to move the festival to june or september because Edinburgh would be full up anyway in August, just with all the normal tourists. So they're getting a peak on top of a peak. And yes, best best avoided all of next month. Well, I'm very aware of the fact that we've failed to mention quite a few cities. For example, um, Oxford, which could be interestingly compared with Cambridge. I don't think we've mentioned Leeds or Exeter, Bradford, Chester. Well, yes, do, uh, Chester. Does that count as a city? I suppose it. Do, yeah, Chester, Chester certainly is a city. Okay, all um, right. Well, there's also Norwich, um, and of course the Midlands have uh, sadly um, fallen through a gap in our podcast. <laughs> uh, Leicester, Derby, yeah. Nottingham, Birmingham. Well, well. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm just on the subject of just on the subject of. of uh, uh, Norwich, though, no, Phil Kerridge did come up. He says, I've 
going to be shot by my football mates, but cathedral cities don't get much better than Norwich. And, and the one outstanding city in the sense that uh, it got an awful lot of votes and uh, for somewhere which is normally thought of as a, uh, a, a spectacular um, urban attraction is Sunderland. Um, and Goldsmith uh, says, uh, underestimated, not very well known outside the northeast as a beach city, despite real beauty and good value. Linda Woolston says, gorgeous beaches, Roker, Seaburn, Whitbourne, Whitburn along to South Shields. So uh, S- Sunderland, I-, I-, I think, gets a a, uh, a very strong mention. If-, if we may, though, just reduce this to two, um, I'm very, I was very, very tempted with Derry stroke Londonderry, the city on the foil. It, for anybody who's not visited there, is one of those strange and wonderful locations with of course a a troubled history which from a tourism perspective makes it all the more intriguing um clearly a place of great sadness over the centuries but well worth discovering uh newcastle i was very strongly drawn to but i'm just going to go for edinburgh if you've not been there it is as soon as you arrive a place of compelling beauty. It's also good fun. And as long as you're not there in August, plenty of space to wander around and enjoy. Mick? Uh, Well, I'm sticking with Bristol. And uh, I must say that word um, intriguing that you carefully chose to describe a a troubled history, uh, I suppose could apply equally well to Bristol as we've recently um, become aware because of its links with slavery. But I'm going to go with Bristol partly, I think, because uh, within its um, sort of uh, reasonably constrained boundaries, you get such a good mix of different, very, very different, uh, uh, culturally uh, different, um, architecturally different areas. And most people will have heard of um, Posh and um, rather beautiful uh, Clifton, sort of on the uh, on the top of Bristol and uh, overlooking the gorge of the River Avon. But there's an area called Stokescroft, which is um, bohemian, um, covered in interesting graffiti, has its own currency and a whole wealth (laughs) of um, fascinating and bizarre and often extremely cheap uh, (laughs) restaurants, uh, clubs, pubs, and a good vibe. (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, I'm looking forward actually to rediscovering Bristol. And I hope that uh, everyone else who's been listening, and thank you again for your uh, excellent inputs is going to do some more exploring um not least to those great beach cities and a final shout out for david carr who said recommends as his beach city canterbury um he points out that hern bay is within its precincts i dare say even beautiful whitstable may be but in order for you to vote because of course we are entirely democratic and to have the supreme city um, has to be open to a wide electorate which will be you the listeners um, I've set up a Twitter poll at, at you should have BT you can vote for Bristol you can vote for Edinburgh or you can even 
um, say neither of the above and you can write in with your nomination, whether it's for lovely Leicester, notable Nottingham, um, distinctive Derby or beautiful Birmingham uh, since the Midlands, as you say, didn't get much of a shout out. Shout out. So just uh, uh, tell us why and we will bring you the result next time. Well, that was a Freudian shutout rather than a shout-out, Simon. <laughs> but uh, until next time, from uh, me, Mick Webb. And me, Simon Calder. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.